host, Matt Prater. Today our guest is Phil Gray. Phil is the general manager at 89.9 Light FM in Melbourne and has worked with the Rima Broadcasting Group in New Zealand, uh, Voice International, which is now known as the CVC Network on the Sunshine Coast, and numerous commercial radio stations all around the country. And uh, welcome, Phil, to the History Maker Studio. It's great to have you along today. Hey, Matt. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. Great to be here, my friend. I know you've uh, been on the other side of the microphone plenty of times, but you probably haven't been interviewed many times. <laughs> now, we, first thing we should really ask is, tell us a bit about that accent you've got there. Is it Australian, American? It's what? a mishmash, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the slight Yankee twang is uh, from um, back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I was a, a missionary kid when I was uh, a wee lad. My, my folks worked for uh, an organization called HCJB and uh, we were stationed at uh, Quito, Ecuador in South America for seven years and my folks were over there for that period of time and for some 24 years worked with that mission and they still work uh, in missionary radio this time with Transworld Radio here in Australia. Yeah, so that's where the Yankee Twain comes from. I rattled off a few different radio stations you've worked at before. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit how you got into the media. Well, it's probably because of Dad's influence, because he was in broadcasting as well. So for some 31, 32 years now, I've been in and around radio stations. And for the last 19 years, I've had it as my career and as my vocation, so to speak. And had a pessimistic view of Christian radio, actually, for a long time. Thought it was quite unprofessional and inadequate. Um, but the Lord changed my heart and uh, challenged me to use what I'd learnt in commercial radio for His glory and for His kingdom. And um, so I, uh, I did just that. And four years ago, I left commercial radio, as it's known, and uh, joined Voice International and had the privilege of working with them for some three years and uh, had a, a small journey over in New Zealand for a year helping the, the team over there at Rima Broadcasting Group. So that's um, been the extent of it. Tell us a bit about your upbringing, growing up as a, as a missionary kid in Ecuador. What was that like? It was bizarre because the first nine years of my life I was outback. I was in Queensland, I was in Longreach for the first five years, then the, the next four years in Emerald, Queensland. So there's this little Queensland kid, thongs and shorts for the first you know, ten years of my life just about, and all of a sudden I'm introduced to a completely new culture. So that was quite a culture shock and, and a new language as well and, and um, discovered a whole new world, literally. Um, so that was bizarre and uh, exciting as well, seeing the other side of the world and coming backwards and forth and, and what have you. And yeah. what was the language that you, you had to learn? Spanish. Spanish, yeah. yeah. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Como esta? Estoy muy bien. <laughs> What's that All mean? Of that. How are you? I'm really well. Yeah. So I, I answered, I, I preempted your question there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what about um, Espíritu Santos? Espíritu Santo. Is that the Holy yeah, Spirit? Yeah. There you go. I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard the Catholic priest. <laughs> you watched a few movies, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Now, you're obviously very busy. You know, anyone who works in media or radio has always got after-hours mm. events, mm. weekend things. How do you juggle your family time and your work time? What's your priority there? It's a real tough one. I, I find the easiest thing to do is to try and incorporate and involve all of them in everything. And so try and involve them in my work, try and involve them in my church life so that they're all cross-pollinating and so that you're not clear-cutting each one out of each other. And so let's do everything together, kids. Let's, let's go. So that's how I try to do it. It doesn't come out that way all the time. And uh, I am guilty of being a little bit of a workaholic um, because I love my job. My job is my hobby, and I'm doing it for the, the best boss in the world, the King of Kings. 
and um, and so it's not a chore for me to to bust myself for the kingdom and and to do the best job in Christian radio, Christian media that I possibly can. So it's a real privilege. It's a thrill every day. Yeah. Now I've been um, reading a lot of books on marriage and you know relationships and you know trying to juggle work and marriage and children mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. What, how would you say? Like there might be people listening at the moment that are thinking, you know, I really need. Uh, God to help me in my marriage. Mm. What would be your advice to them? How, how do you uh, tie in a relationship with God and a relationships with your wife and your children? How do you tie it all together? Um, prayer, basically, and not only yourself and God, but praying with your family. And you can introduce it in the simplest ways as being innovative around the meal table and just starting to sing a prayer to God for your food or pray a prayer to God and then you and your partner actually praying to God for anything and everything that you need on a daily basis, weekly basis, for your whole life, for your personal life, your professional life, your spiritual life, whatever the level be, um, prayer, um, very wise man, my father, once said a family that prays together will stay together. And um, it's a simple little um, phrase that's been coined and probably spouted by a lot of people but it's it's a true one as well and i've found it to be very true very true it's a hard thing to do though to be diligent and to uh, be regular in that but um yeah just praying about anything and everything uh anywhere anyhow um it doesn't have to be prim and proper and upright and in robes and all of that just down to earth God help me here or God I don't know which way to go left or right or what do I do so um, just pray and just pray in your language your own lingo mm-hmm. say it in your yeah, own lingo and, and God will know God will hear you he'll, he'll hear your heart now I know there's um, a stigma um, when it comes to missionary kids or pastor's kids mm. uh, that they often uh, grow up and get it all shoved down their throat for many years and then they have a rebellious teenage years mm. uh, and Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. Mm, mm. Tell us about your faith journey. Did you have that struggle growing up as a teenager? Yeah, I did. I suppose um, the teen teen years were pretty much uh, hell for mum and dad. And um, I uh, did a lot of things that I shouldn't have from a, from a relatively early age and often terrify mum and dad when I start to reveal a few things, I suppose, as we do. <laughs> but um, the Lord knows and he accepts us no matter what we did, hey? No matter what we've done in the past, um, no matter where we are and how destitute we've become, um, his his arms are always open and um, he'll always take us in. So yeah, I did I did do some uh, pretty stupid things when I was a kid, and about nineteen or thereabouts, I I said to myself, "This is ridiculous." I've had a gutful of this, and um, the, the mates of mine that I was knocking around with we were just going nowhere, doing absolutely nothing, and I was sick of it. Um, I was living pretty hard for a good four or five years, and I'd really just had a gutful. I said, I can see where this is heading long term, and I wanted to turn around from it. And so I, I literally just I moved town. I left home to get away from the circle of friends that I was in, and I just moved to another city and uh, started afresh. And it was the best thing that I could do. And soon thereafter, I, I made a commitment to God that I'd invite him into my heart, and um, and I went to a Bible college discipleship center straight away just to get some fundamentals, some information, some knowledge, because I thought Christianity was all 
like they say it's you know all about faith as in oh and i i interpreted that as oh i hope it's right or i hope that this is true um and i thought that the the whole the whole thing was just a a bunch of hopes and never really realized until i went to this bible college that there was some substance and some facts behind the faith and that there was evidence to this faith basically and so um what's called christian apologetics really turned me around and i could see that there was uh, a lot of um, good solid evidence behind this faith that we have in a creator and so um yeah uh, I, i made a commitment in 1984 to turn my life around and it's been a few bumpy uh, years in between so was there an event that made you make that decision when you were 19 or was it just a gradual decision making process well mentally i, I realized or intellectually i realized that it was r- true and right and there was substance behind it and uh, and i knew that that's the direction that i had to head but i didn't really have the desire so i simply again back to the prayer thing i prayed about it for some four or five months some four or five months I, I met with this guy every single day i said lord pray that phil one day will have the desire to give his life to you and that he'll hand his his whole being over to you and invite you in and we we met for four solid months and finally one day i said hey i want to do this so we did we um i was out of burke actually out the back of burke literally <laughs> and i was um working on a cotton farm out there and um, going to a a, a discipleship place called uh, cornerstone community and um out in the heat it was probably 41 that day and we were uh, sit- sitting in an annex and uh, said let's do this thing and um that was the beginning of a, a whole new life and a good one too oh yeah. that is wonderful yeah. that is very exciting yeah. yeah so if there's someone listening now that thinks i feel like phil did when he was 19 i feel like i've been going down the wrong track i'm not really doing the right thing um and I know I need to do something about getting closer to God, mm. you'd obviously recommend they pray. Mm. How, how should they pray? What, what kind of things should they ask God, or what should they say to God? What, how would you put that into, into words, easy, easy for us to understand? Well, simple terms is, oh, I've mucked it up. Mm. I've been wrong. Mm. I've been heading in the wrong direction for a long time. And you, you need to recognize that you've been wrong, that you've been living in the wrong way. You need to say that you want to turn from that wrong. So you've got to do a U-turn. Or chuck a Yui, as Australians would say, <laughs> um, and turn around and go in a, in an opposite direction. Um, you got to say to the Creator, to God, "Hey, I did stuff it up for all this time, and I do um, acknowledge that, and I acknowledge that you, a long time ago, um, paid a price and paid the price for that sin or for that wrong that I've done all this time." The thing and, is, too, a lot of people think. They need to clean their act up before they can come no. to God. You know, it's no. like you don't clean yourself before you get in the shower, do you? you know? Come as dirty as you are. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's right. As messy as you are. You don't have to, exactly, you don't have to get cleaned up before. Just come as you are. Okay, yeah. let's talk a bit about what makes Phil Gray tick nowadays. What kind of books are you into? What, what kind of reading do you do? Um, I mainly do reading on how I can improve myself as a person. And um, a lot of it's about relationships, life in general. Um, is about relationships and um, for a long time I've been stuffing a lot of those up and um, and I'm I'm a very um, uh, goal-orientated um, 
fact-oriented person, very black and white, very strategic thinker and what have you, as a professional. And, and so I get to, the, get to the job and do it and get it done real quick and uh, quite often um, blaze through and forget the relationships. And so um, personally, I'm trying to turn that around over the last you know, five or so years, been trying to really focus on that. So mainly on uh, improving relationships. Probably my favorite book of all time is, is one that I read a long time ago, No Compromise by Keith Green. And that helped me see um, right from wrong as well and, and just see the black and white of it. Like, here's the line in so many things that we just should not step over and compromise. Keith Green, what a story mm. of someone who didn't care about what the rest of the people in the world were doing. Mm. About you know, mm. he he would his Christian concerts and his albums were free. Yeah, you could make a donation if you wanted to. He didn't yep. want to make money out of it. You know, mm. it's just an amazing story about going against the grain. Because his his mandate was just to change lives yeah. and try and influence. Yeah. Now let me ask another question too, just before we wrap it up, putting on the spot here. What's a favourite scripture that's helped you out in your life? Is there something you want to share with the listeners from there? Well, a favourite scripture that I live my life on and that I believe any any person should is it's the one where Jesus says, um, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and love your neighbour as yourself. I believe everyone should live off that. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbour as yourself. And uh, we as Christians need to li- be based on that and then work for the Great Commission. So love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself, your brother, sister, whoever you come in contact with, and do your whole life existence for the Great Commission. The Great Commission being to tell everyone about Jesus, about this God, about this relationship that's available with him. So uh, that is the crux of it for me. That's what I live by and what I live for and why I'm here yakking with you. <laughs> well, I think if anyone's going to do that stuff, they're certainly going to be a history maker, aren't they? <laughs> Thanks for really joining super. us. God bless you, mate. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. History. If you'd like to find out more about History Makers, just go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. History Makers.